0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to be looking ahead to the round four clash in the Alliance National Football League as Cavan head over to RD to take on Loud, uh, G.R. Brennan's Loud to look ahead to the action. Delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo-Celt. We'll also hear from Loud and Proud podcaster uh, Dan Bannon, um, so we'll get a bit of a, an insight into the, the Loud camp, but Paul... What's the
1: expectation? Uh, I th- I think this is going to be a tricky one. If this game was in Breffney, I'd be confident. Yeah, I, th- I think Cavan would win the game in Brefney, But RD, as we'll hear from Dan, RD is a pretty unique venue in Gaelic games at the moment at inter You level. Know, it's very heavy pitch. As he said, it's not a sand-based pitch. It's an old-style pitch, which we would have seen years ago. Yeah. More, more common, or you'd see a lot of club grounds even still. So it's more like a club ground. And it, like uh, uh, <coughs> he he was making the point that the stand is down one side. and well, Loud allowed putting the press on down there. He said the, the there's a thing now called the RD roar, where where the fans can really get behind them. And he said it does amp up the, the effort levels of the, of the team. So it's a difficult place to go to. You take Loud who are very reliant, we'd we'll say on a brilliant free taker and Sam Mulroy. Well, you know it's a tight field. But we know that in tight club pitches we see more players scoring frees and sideline balls. Mm-hmm. Um because it's, it's just a little bit shorter and probably you're within a comfort zone there. Um so you've all you've all of that playing into it. So I think Larry will be very difficult to beat up there. Um he thinks that it'll be a close game either way, and I would I would be of the same opinion. I think there, I don't think Cavan will hammer Larry, I don't think Cavan will get hammered. Uh I think it I think there's gonna be a
0: kick of a ball in this one. Let's hear from Dan Bannon, see exactly what he thinks.
1: Okay, Cabin versus Loud this Sunday is a huge clash for both teams and to get the view from the week County we're joined on the line by our good friend Dan Bannon GA journalist and owner of the Excellent Loud and Proud podcast Dan, you're very welcome to the pod and thanks for taking the time to talk to us I know you, you've you got birthday parties and all sorts going on in the house there this evening
2: I'm just tidying up the wrapping paper here you know, <laughs> and, and picking away a few fairy buns I made I made last night I, was, well, I, I proved to Damien that I was making and scoffing, I might bring you one on uh, on Sunday after as a, it, as a peace good. offering
1: <laughs> yeah we might have that after the game when we're talking again uh, Dan we'll, we'll jump straight into it I suppose looking at Loud from the outside in there was a sense that Loud might drop back quite quickly uh, when they lost Mickey Hart because I suppose the rise of Loud was, was quite uh, rapid as well but looking at it Loud have been competitive lost by a point to Armagh, good win against Cork and you know, probably kicked it away I would say from what I, I heard about the Mead game so was that sense misplaced or do you feel the team is, is still on that good trajectory that they were on on their heart
2: um, I, I would say the players are very tight and they probably got uh, more spirit over Mickey leaving and I, I kind of find as well being in amongst the crowd and in amongst with loud people as well they're very defiant Especially in R D and that was something i underestimated. It was like, you know, we're all in this together. We're we're um we're gonna shove it in his face, more or less. Like obviously he's not gonna keep any note of it. Actually, funny enough, Gavin Devlin was at the game last week. All against right. against me and Park, I think Derry played him this Saturday night, so he must have come in to watch watch it then on the Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I know they're very defiant bunch of players they've uh the they, the new management team, despite trying to change a few things, hasn't rocked the boat in terms of panel wise. So he hasn't like went in and thrown everyone out or started new or started afresh. He's kind of kept the same panel, very consistent, and he's brought three players in that didn't want to commit the start of the year from last year's panel, and has brought them in like uh, probably a little bit too soon for Bevan Duffy and now Liam Jackson has just started. Niles Sharkey has just come back in and he probably wasn't right, but was thrown in um, in the second half against Mead last year, starting centre half. But it, it it's funny, Damien or Paul, that it does, it it has kind of slipped in one sense. In we would have won those tight games last year. Yeah. Now we're, now we're just coming on the other side of those games. You know, now in fairness, we were still the same identity and sort of uh, like really hard to beat out for an RD and that proved the same against Cork. But th- those two way games, it kind of showed maybe there's a little bit of a slippage, especially after um after Sunday in Park Talton You know that like Mickey Hart's side wouldn't have lost that game. I think
1: one of the biggest shock stories in the GA in recent years was when Mickey Hart left, or sorry, he was just gone from Tyrone and he took over Loud and it was seen yeah. as a massive coup and great ambition by Loud, snap up Mickey Hart and the fact that he took it people might have thought Mickey Hart will never manage outside Tyrone, we know that's wrong now but following following that I think was Mickey Hart going to Derry and leaving yeah. leaving Loud in the lurch I was always a big fan of Mickey Hart but I have to say I lost respect for him over that, what was the general feeling in the county when Hart and Devlin left?
2: I was absolutely disgusted you know, it was, it was, and it still is, you know, like, like, like credit to Mickey. He, he was incredible and in Gavin, Devin, what they did, but there was a, there was a bit, it was, it was, it was kind of just bad form. Everyone thought that's just bad form. And and, and then nobody wants to be the scorned uh, ex-girlfriend either. You know, you're that he's leaving us for a newer, younger, more attractive model for, for, you know, for, for Derry. So it's that sort of bitterness there as well. And it, it, it really did sting in the manner he did it. And then the accentuated folder, where well, I think it was the first night of the McKenna Cup press conference, he kind of stuck the knife into Fitzer as well in, in the way that uh, Fitzer was was very, I probably still, I don't know whether, how close he is to Mickey. Um,
1: this, is, this is the chairman?
2: Yeah, Peter Fitzpatrick, former chairman. He got, he got uh, Mickey in. He was kind of significant relationship he had personally with Mickey to get him in. And then Mickey leaves and it's a funny one. He never publicly or never like you know yourself, Damien, they don't or Paul, they don't put it down in there's no contracts in the GA as such. So it was kind of a gentleman's agreement, it was an understanding that Mickey was coming back, and everyone like he was coming back. He was at club games, the, the players had begun their pre-preparations. He would have met with them, the strength and conditioning team that would have met, mapped out the year and what have you. So he came out then at that McKenna Cup uh, press conference and said, "Um, the first I knew about that I was staying on was when when Peter Fitzpatrick announced it. So he was technically right. And that's the way kind of Mickey is. If he sees a little gra- a grain of where he goes on that, on that line, he toes that line and goes with that sort of uh, that cl- clear line of thought in his mind and then kind of just goes with it. There's no way forthright he is in his views and his values and and, and 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 comparing other people's principles. So he went off that, that's what he was saying. And it was kind of, it was a bit stinging as well. Even myself would have chat about it in the kind of loud press corps here that we never fully pin Mickey down and says, Mickey, are you staying? because you could never get Mickey. you know he wouldn't he doesn't pick up the phone or what have you. but you, you get him after the game and answer any questions. But once you're getting a, a, a manager after a game, you don't think to say, oh, you've been tied down for two years and then when you look back and you try and get um, recordings and clippings, he never fully said he committed. but yes, he was planning for the f- following year. And then it just so happened that he, he was snapped up by someone else. So whether that's a fault or not tying him down, but maybe that's Mickey's the beauty in Mickey that he doesn't really get tied down. He always has his own narrative to spin as well.
1: So suppose he, he, he's he gone now and he's still casting a shadow, but there's a new manager in, he's an All-Ireland winner, Ger Brennan. How, how have things gone with him so far?
2: Um, Jair is, he's very affable. He's very... um. Like he's he's very like generous with his time and, and good to deal with. He's brought in a backroom team that would be fairly stacked across the board. Like you've former county manager in, in all Ireland championship final in uh, James McCartan, and um, you have Niall Miner who's like the the bee's knees in terms of conditioning and uh, physical health and fitness. He's in as selector as well, and you've um, James Downey, former Leinster, Northampton rugby player. He's in as a, I don't know, he's a performance coach. You have David White would have played for Kildare in the middle of the field. He's in as well. So, Jair might be inexperienced, but he's brought in a big backroom team. There's other fellas as well, a psychologist um, fella, his name escapes me, from um, Kilkenny. And then Jair also asked back two members of the backroom team under Mickey Hart that they'd left... Um, and they, they were they thought they were getting another the twenty job and they didn't, so they left. But Jerry coaxed them back. to kind of keep that continuity. Peter Dooley from Killani and Niall Sharkey from uh, Mark Rangers. Um, so he 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 kept them in. He's trying to build a big team around them, um, but he probably would have been probably would have shown his greenness maybe last week against Mead. Couple of substitutions, but he's still finding his feet, he's still finding his uh like his best players, he's still finding the best way to bring in a new system of play. And I don't know whether division two is the right time to do it. I remember the last time we played e in Division Two and Pete McGrath was over us and Pete was coming in on the back of Colin Kelly's reign with a good run of a couple of promotions as well. And it's just you. You're just not afforded the time. You It's so punishing division two. Mm. Like you have to be really honest. And uh, if Cork and Kildare are anything to go by, you just if you're way off, it you're going to be right down there.
1: So you mentioned a different style. So um I know, loud on their heart, they were very defensive, relying on Mul- Mulroy to score a lot from place balls and things like that, and just yeah. you know, foot the. First principle was be hard to beat. I suppose are, are they a little bit more expansive this year from what you've seen, or is it is that still the same value there?
2: It's funny if you if you said we played defensive football last year, and uh, Mickey and myself probably would have went probably would have went after you. Uh, <laughs> I think de- think it's the way we, the way we set up last year definitely hard to beat, but we we're very um. Bar maybe the Mayo game that was on national television. We were very much um. Counter attack inside, and when we counter attacked, it was it was free flowing, and it was it was a joy to watch because you'd have a wave of red Jerry driving up the field, and usually a score coming off it. This year we're kind of a little bit looser. We'll have said that on the podcast the weekend. Looser in that we are creating more opportunities up front, but we're a little bit looser at the back, and we just worry in loud. Are we robbing Peter to pay Paul, and? we could argue that we are because we're coming on the wrong side of, of a couple of results as well um, but yeah like Annie, Annie, like I think when Tyrone was taken over by Doher and um, uh, Logan the first thing everyone knows, oh Tyrone are kicking the ball a bit more and you'll yeah. see that with Larry, they're kicking the ball a little bit more but they're not winning the freeze either that uh, provides Samuel Sam Ride to give us the platform to stay in games and just kind of stay ahead of stay ahead of teams as well if we if we get that early lead.
1: Would would it be a stretch to say that like the margins are fine, but would it be a stretch to say that Laird could be sitting on six points here?
2: Um it's a funny one, right? Because Paul well, the the way we beat Cork was the way we lost to Mead Cork missed a sight of goal chances and they couldn't figure us out and we missed a sight of goal chances against Mead and we probably did figure them out, but I don't know. I don't think we were ever going to win that Armagh game. Okay. I think Arma. I think Arma had the power. They were. It was their first night. They were short a lot of players. They've they've since introduced. I don't know whether that was their arrogance at the time that they thought we don't have to use these lads against Laird at the start. And that's 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 fine. I I would understand that way of thinking. Your know, Division One side coming down to Division Two to have that, and I I just felt that. He's or took a chance at a gamble, and it was probably the right gamble to take because he got an awful lot of like you see, um, good performances out of uh McGrain and O'Connor back and Connaughty, and they've they've grown in confidence since that. And then he's allowed the the, the luxury to ease back the likes of Mourning and Oshin O'Neill and all those and Jerry O'Bourne's as well. So, yeah, I don't, I think, I think you, what you look at it in the context of this Sunday, Paul, we, we, um, we won't hammer us, and we won't get hammered. We, it, and I think you are the same. Looking at your results as well, mm. that we'll not, we'll not be too far out of the game. And we, we, and if we do get too far ahead, like we did against Mead, we'll find a way to get to get it, um back into into the two or three points range. But look at an optimistic like myself, is kind of pessimistic at the moment. We could end up with six points. We very easy but have no points either.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Mentioning Sam Murray, there is—is is there still a reliance on Murray? Is he still playing to the level he was? I know he was was playing great football for a few years, and he's he's become the the face of of the loud team nationally for better or worse. And I'd say he he probably likes that as well. Looking at the interviews he's given, and all that he doesn't shy away from that. No, um, is is he still is he still sort of leading that leading the team, or was he ever the real leader of the team?
2: He Oh, he's definitely he's definitely. There's one thing about Sam, like he's an incredible leader. Okay. In terms of um, organizing, getting turnovers, um, hitting pressure kicks, but it's funny if if you look at loud you think Sam Sam's not really um, the focal point of Loud on play in in play. He'll uh, he'll take the ball. He never shy away from taking possession, but in terms of creating his own shot and scoring, like he hasn't scored from playing the last five games for Loud.
1: Yeah,
2: no, that's a that's a hell of a stat Yeah. Yeah, I think his last points from players against Cork and Navin and the All Ireland series. So he's a funny one, but he definitely causes he causes teams to think around him and that's where, what that's probably his his greatest strength. So say sometimes he'll he be named on the forty. So Carlin maybe picks him up and then Carlin finds himself down in the full back line and then there's a big hole down the centre and we exploit that. Uh, he, he's he's phenomenal at free taking as well he, he probably he's probably I'd say it's just a wear and tear that relentless repetition that has kind of dropped in his efficiency he wouldn't be as efficient as Paddy Lynch mm. uh, anymore but to get us up the leagues he was 95 like 90-95% his, his
1: range is incredible too isn't yeah, it yeah that's he's it
2: true. yeah it was kind of like get over the halfway line win a free and boom, like you just like would just pummel you, jab the head off, you would freeze, you know. And get, and it was that accurate. Now, you know yourself, when a lad is a free and he's taken, you have they already have a chalk down, and that was the way with Sam bang, have a wrote down. Now it's like you write down, and oh, he's not to miss that, you scribble it out or whatever. So he's yeah. not as nailed on as he was. And it's funny because of the way Jair set up. 're we're, we're, we're neither fully attacking or neither fully defensive so we're not kind of getting up the field and applying pressure and winning freeze or countering and having a team on a scramble and clamoring back to foul us you know our, our attacks are a little bit more measured and more patient but when like we're not we're not as dangerous for creating uh, fouls and Sam's probably scoring rate has dropped as a result
1: is he still, is he still the captain of the team
2: yeah, 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 yeah. No, like he's a brilliant leader. Like he's a great man to talk. He's brilliant with the young kids. He's um, what would you say? He he he's a lad that takes on the responsibility for for better or worse. You know, he yeah. he took that on against Armagh in in with a last sense free to level it. Maybe it was a forty-five to level it, and then he backed himself against Cork and it paid off. You know, that's just that's just what you have to live with. But um, yeah, he's a player that will then players will look around and think, right, just take the ball. Sam will take the ball. He he'll have a presence on the field as well. And he's physical, he gets he puts in an awful lot of work around the field. You notice that Sunday, he'll come back into the half back line, full back line, um, uh, t- cause a turnover. But what loud fans are, are are annoyed with Sam's game now is He's getting the ball in the half back line. You think, what are you getting the ball in the half back line for? We need you further up the field. And then because he's taking the ball as a forward in the half back line, he's slowing it down. Yeah. Oh, and you're kinda of like Yeah it's just it's just a kind of a little bit of a lightning rod at the moment. Um
1: the the last couple of things I was gonna ask you, Dan, you mentioned the fans there. Um and you mentioned earlier on like that defiance is still there with the players. So I'm presuming the fans are responding to that. Like, the heart may be gone, but I imagine that the, that buzz in loud football that's been there for the last three, four years is still there, is it?
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's brilliant. That, like, kids are actually, with that old famous saying, "All oh, lads are going round in loud, and they actually are. You know, they really are, and I see it with my kids in school. They all know the players, and know the players around the clubs, and even if they're going to watch their club play, they'll see, oh, Donald McKenney's playing for the other team. Do you know, that sort of, I think it's more, it's not even just a buzz, it's just an awareness of loud players, who they are, who they're competing against, and how, how good the players actually are. And when you see they're, they're competing against the likes of Dublin and Kerry Lasher in the Ireland final, that exposure makes the loud players grow in, in young people's eyes. The, the supporters are, like, to credit the loud supporters, like Man City supporters there for years when we weren't winning anything, they would still go out and follow us. That's been boosted and then RD kind of, it's a real, real home venue. You know, it's not like your fancy Kingspan Breffney with the with the terracing all around it and the sand-based pitches. It's a real sort of, I'm sure a couple of, I'd say I'd say Park Faulkner, the King's Court and that but them boys would have played challenges against RD. But I'd say majority of the cabin panel mightn't have played in RD. And it is a place you need to get used to playing in. You you, you see, for example, um, it's a it's a heavy pitch. You know, it's not a sound like Rory Gallagher got in serious trouble with the natives last year for, for saying about how the pitch slows you down and it does. And it it's a there's a way of playing it, especially with the trees at the back end of one of the pitches and then on top of that you have the stand is off centre okay so it's right down in one half of the field and you get a great kind of cauldron in the corner and there's a thing there called the RD roar so, and that takes and that like when later on top they're the pinning a the forward they pinning the goalkeeper in hopefully Gary O'Rourke the weekend pinning him in the roar, just you can feel it, and the other teams get kind of thrown by it. The other end is more open and quiet. The far side has a different kind of ambience to it. So it 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 does provide a real home venue because we thought we beat Cork last year at home, and we thought, all right, Cork, thirteen out of fifteen played, um, will play, would we'll would have played again, started against us again, and we thought, look, they'll be used to it, but they still fell into the same old traps, same old failings. So it does have a home. It does really has a home kind of oh, strength about it. You know, it really is fortress R D for the for the want of a better phrase. Yeah,
1: Galatasaray. right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that was actually the last question I was going to ask you, Dan. So you, you've covered that. So I suppose it's an unfair question to ask you to call the game. But uh, as a man who might might like to stick a tenner on a game, loud of six to four there in R D, um, that to me looks like value. Uh, I think that I think that's a big price on loud in a home game.
2: Yeah, and I don't think there's any significant injuries. I think we'll have a full base to pick from uh, from the last couple of games. What I'm looking at is, what I'll I be going into preview when I react to the two teams when named, is you're coming on the back of a great success and a great weight, weight trip. We're coming off the back of a loss against our local rivals. Where we should have won, they'll go they'll trawl through the tapes and whatever. And we have these at home in RD. We're hoping you're a little bit overconfident. You know the way you, you cabin boys like to get ahead of yourselves. <laughs> I heard it from talking to Jolie Clark, it's just nothing but promotion in the air. You know. So we'll we'll look to play on that. Um really galvanise ourselves in RD and get I, I I still can see us winning, although I wouldn't be overly confident. Because I just think, like I think you are playing well, and you're similar to us last year, where you came up from Division 3 and, and you're on a high, you're on a natural confidence, and you've got a bit of a bounce down with Gallagher and Ovies, and then some fresh players back returning. We'll, we'll we'll do well. We'll do well to beat you, but we, to survive in this division have to win a home game we have two more home games and that's the way I would have said it from the start I wouldn't have been worried about the Holden Cup I wouldn't have been worried about anything else but promotion or anything like that win our three home games I would will survive survival is like the way I'm looking at it is we want to be like Claire the past what 12 years staying in Division 2 really like building your supporters base having something to aspire to as a young loud footballer as well and that, that's, where, that's where I'm looking at, survival. So maybe that might be a motivating factor enough. Get you in, in uh, RD and just kind of rope you around the field, just just uh, sneak a victory. Because one thing about us, we're, we're very hardworking, like yeah. ferociously hardworking. Like the the boys die with their boots on every game. I think that's a lot to do with the supporters' defiance as well.
1: Well, we're really looking forward to it, Dan. And I, I agree with you. I think there'll be probably be a kick of a ball in it either way. What not do you? What's
2: I mean, your but... thoughts? What's your thoughts, Paul? Do you think you? Do you? Are you would you be confident coming down? And do you feel this is a bit of banana skin? Oh, I'm not, I'm not confident. Might
1: be I'm not confident, no, because it, it's a way. If the game is in Breffney, I'd I'd be relatively confident. But I I think it's a real tricky game. I was looking at the stats. I, I think I'm right in saying that in the last eight league games in RD loud have won six and lost by a point to Armagh and by a goal to Derry. Yeah. That's that's exceptional the home record. Um and they've beaten everybody else to played, including Cork twice. So it's a tough place to go to and as you say that defile I would have probably lazily subscribed to the th- theory that, oh well, you know, the stream team management's gone, now they're gonna slip away. But that, that was that was um disrespectful to Larry because as you said the lads have got the bit between their teeth so I think it's going to be a real battle yeah I'm really looking forward to it
2: super yeah Yeah. No yeah. Bother. I'll see you there anyway they will tell you one thing about them they'll, they'll definitely welcome you they'll have a nice welcome when you come into the press box beside us good
1: stuff I'm looking forward to it listen Dan thanks very much and we'll talk to you on Sunday
2: no bother no bother
0: Brady's a limit. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle Check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Brilliant insight, actually. Um, One of the things I'm I'm curious on uh, is the the mead game and how it it will have affected Loud. um, Because it was a game by accounts that they could have won should have won depending on who you're talking to Um, but the history with Mead and the 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 mental strain that that will take on them I'm just curious I think it's going to lead to a a surge of energy at the start of the game here for Loud uh, back at home looking to get on winning ways they've won win under the belt at home already this year that they're gonna come out and say, right, let's let's crack into this. Let's let's cement RD as a fort, fortress. Um, but if that energy doesn't yield positive result early on, they could they could crack, they could fall apart.
1: Maybe so, yeah. Now Dan was talking about the defiance within the group that there's a real air of let's take it to Mickey Hart. Uh, that's the impression he got. I, I asked him, as as you heard there, um, what's the general feeling about Mickey Hart and Gavin Devlin moving on? And he said, disgust. Oh, okay, so, yeah. You know, you talk about a siege mentality, and managers try to create one artificially. They have one there. Um, they have a new manager in, obviously, and apparently he's acquitted himself reasonably well so far. And he has brought back a couple of last season's backroom team as well. Uh, so there's continuity there. He has managed to hold on to most of the players, he's introduced a couple more. Who were probably good enough last year and didn't commit. So that's all torn in the, the sort of preconceived notions on their head. It would have I would have thought lazily oh, anyone that's good enough in the county would have committed under Mickey Hart and that Hart's now gone, they are going to plummet. Hart was was the reason that they were doing so well. But I don't think that's the case. And I think the culture that he he would have instilled there and the the high performance uh setup that's there, I don't think that'll just disappear overnight. It's, no. it's most, mostly the same group of lads They know how to prepare now um, And th- you know, th- they have gained a lot of experience In the last few years So I don't think they've gone from a, a really hard to beat team To a team that's easy to beat now All of a sudden I don't think that's going to be the case So It, I, it I, is
0: to Gerard Brennan's credit though That he hasn't come in And tried to reinvent the wheel here mm. that, that, I think he deserves massive credit for that Because sometimes ego can get in the way of Taken over from a successful manager, and well, no I'm going to put my stamp on this, and it's got to be my way. But it it would have been the wrong thing to do. There's there's no massive changes tactically. No, well, it, the Americans they
1: they are kicking the ball a little bit more. But you know, sometimes it's 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 a case of you get an aim for for a rising early, and you can lie in bed all day. It starts to become a thing. Well, such and such a team are, are kicking the ball more, or they're doing this. People are re- repeating it. Dan's not, he's a brilliant judge of the game. But people yeah. sometimes repeat what they read and it becomes a thing and it mightn't be a thing at all. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we've we've seen that happen a lot. We've seen so it with
0: Donegal this year that they're 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 a massively high pressing team and the reality is that they're not there. Yeah, What
1: happens is one clip goes viral. Yeah. Or, or yeah, one right. influential um journalist whatever starts talking about it and suddenly people are, are just susceptible to rabbiting other people's opinions. Yeah. So I would say they're still they're, like he Dan reckons they're they're a little looser at the back, they're a little freer up front. Um, you know, they're pro- I'd say for the most part the template is probably not a hundred miles away. But to be fair, like the template's not a hundred miles away nearly with any team, I don't think. I think most teams are kind of setting up, getting bodies back, breaking out. Oh speed. yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. From that point of view. I know there's there's detail within the detail, but from that point of view, so yeah, I think I think I just presumed like I always kinda think that that Fermanagh mightn't do that well because I think I'm influenced by the fact that Cavan have a good record against Fermanagh Cavan yeah. seemed to be able to beat Fermanagh for the most part in the last 10-12 years I know they beat Cavan by a point in the round 7 last year but when it came to w- when there was a cup of stake a week later Cavan won the game Yeah. Um. so I'm, I kind of thought before the league started well Fermanagh and Larry are relegation favourites here and it's a matter of getting ahead of those two which was disrespectful to both to be fair and, and it was definitely disrespectful to Lourdes because they were in the Leinster final last year they came mm. toward in Division 2 last year even allowing for slippage does that make them relegation candidates probably doesn't not with their with their home record as well and as Dan rightly said they have to win all their, their home games that's going to be key they've already done that against Cork this is their second home game coming up they have four other home games coming up against Fermanagh which is going to be a big game Yeah. so they've got three home games so I I think uh Brennan has probably just taken over where Hart left off. Now Dan did make the point there that possibly the Armagh game they mightn't have been beaten in that if Hart was there. You know they're starting to maybe lose these tight games. Yeah. Uh, the mid game they kicked it away. Uh, so yeah, it's. it's uh, I'm expecting a, a Cavan to be really, really pushed here, really pushed. Like yeah, like, yeah.
0: I, I do think six to four and loud is is far too big. I agree. I I, I completely agree. I. I actually I believe I think that Cavan are actually were actually more deserving of the favourites tag going down to Cork than they are for this loud game. I think loud are gonna Louder, going to, louder well, step be, up Loud beat Cork, Cork, like we have to yeah. say. Loud beat Cork. Yeah. Um, and in this venue. Yeah, that's that's the thing, yeah. And, and in reality Cavan scraped over Cork. Yeah. So in a line of form you'd say probably louder ahead, but <laughs> Excuse me, but um,
1: I was interested to know about Mulroy and that's why I asked Dan directly about him because he's the face of of Loud football now, um, yeah. and like he's their top scorer. Generally, he's their captain. But I was interested to know what do they actually what's the actual opinion of him in Loud? Because sometimes you see the national perception of someone, and it could be all rubbish. You know, it's just all like this lad scored. And he's brilliant. He's doing an interview, and everyone just just buys into it and we've seen that a lot in, in Gator games and coverage in the last yeah. few years but he was saying like he, the the interesting thing is that he has this, hasn't scored from play in his last five games which is an amazing stat but he he wasn't pointing out like he's a real leader he takes responsibility he covers every inch of grass um you know he he, he is the he is still the front man on the team so a player like that who has shown an ability to to dig them out of situations before I wouldn't be surprised if he turned it on this again now. The, the He's well capable. Yeah, the pre- absolutely well capable. The pressure's on him. He's done it before. And like you've got to bear that in mind. He could leave his form behind him very, very easily. And that that could pr- it, propel well, them to a higher level
0: very quickly. It, it, it's really interesting that because where is the evidence that he can leave poor form behind him really quickly? Well, <clears throat> yeah, good question. But
1: I think it's, it's more that I think that what we're seeing at the moment is surely a slump. On his general level of form he's produced in the last few years. So I think when you know that a player is capable of playing to a higher level consistently, it wasn't a fluke, then you can say, well, he's probably capable of going back to that level. Whereas it's not a thing that he had a couple of good games,
0: um, but they were a flash in the pan. I, I, I have a Samuel Wright theory on, on him and and I I this theory is is absolute compliment to him because... I believe the GA social podcast that he'd done kind of caught eyes because he he mentioned himself as one of the best forwards in the country, um, which is completely unheard of and completely on... You know, it's, it's new ground for a forward or for a GA player to be talking of himself in such a manner. And therefore, I do think he raised the, the outward perception of what he's capable of doing. Mm. I... 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 I don't get me wrong. I do think he's a very good forward. Do I think he's Paddy Lynch good? I don't know. I, I I I've seen him do some very good things, but I don't know that he's 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 definitely not in that top top bracket. Like he's he's is not. Paddy Lynch
1: not top top bracket.
0: Top top bracket. No. Well, the top top bracket is is Shane McGuigan, David Clifford. You know, um, you know, Callaghan. That, that's the top bracket. The next one after that. I think Paddy Lynch is in it. I'm not sure Sam Roy is in it. I, I'd say he, he probably just is, but from from the the national perception that I believe he created because of his confidence, I, I think he's he's put himself into the conversation. That he's definitely in that top or that second bracket, um, and that's that's the interesting thing for me is that psychologically, then now Cavan are going into this game and, and saying just like you said there well look at Samurai he might be in great form but we're going to have to watch him going to have to put, put our best marker on him and and, and really really watch him um, that's an advantage to the team if he's not playing well he has the perception of being a good player and your best marker is occupied by a player that's not playing well and yeah. might not be that, that effective? Yeah, Dan so, Dan made that point as well. Yeah, but I, th- I no, I think you've been a bit dismissive of him now. I think he's a very good forward. No, I do, I I think he's a very good forward. I just think that if he didn't do that G S social podcast, I think most management teams at the minute would be looking at Loud and going, okay, he's a good free taker, but we don't need to really put our best man marker on him. Mm. I, personally, that, yeah. that's my opinion. Maybe
1: so, maybe so. Yeah, you could be you could be right, but. Um, no, I don't know like I think he he captained the loud minors. he 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 uh is the captain of the senior team he's the top scorer in the senior team. He's also the captain of the senior team at a time when they're at a at a generational high. Or certainly the highest they've been in since probably the Leinster final mm, t- back in 2010 like which I think the county generally went to a tailspin after that. Yeah. Terri- they were terribly unlucky in that in that occasion. So I don't know I, I I'd be very wary of him now. Um, especially in RD where I'm sure he has his radar calibrated perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Um, like even it, the, against against me, what did he get? He got um he got a mark on a few free mark and two frees and like you know he like he hasn't been scoring from play. I sometimes think a mark is the closest thing to a score from play. It
0: is. It is. But he 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 hasn't been his usual level of accurate from frees even this year though. Yeah. but like, well, he
1: missed one against Armagh. That could have got to my. draw, yeah.
0: He missed one or maybe two against Cork, um, in in R D. That like, I I I think that he. Uh, I I think he's in a bit of a slump. I think he's mm. in a little bit of a slump. But that's my at the point. Moment. And but and it is a
1: slump. So, but but form is temporary. Yeah, and, and and he can come out of it. I'd be more if I was from there. I'd be more concerned if if he did it once or twice. And built a big name off a couple of performances, and wasn't able to do it consistently, which isn't the case. He's been consistently very, very good. For how long? Well, under heart, I think he really elevated which, his game. Which is two years? He's only twenty six. Like yeah, like he's not that terribly long at it.
0: Yeah, I, 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 think under heart and in the last two years, he reached a career high. That 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 he was at his absolute best. Um, I don't think he was ever at that level before heart, and now he's on the. To dip after a career high, so the the real test of him is where he goes from from here. Now, can he get back up to that career high level, or does he is the is the next level the next high not as high as that high that That's kind of the the questions around him still. As you said, twenty six, he still has he could have ten more years playing mm. to to find out exactly where it is. But I I think he's at a he's at a crossroads in in his career for him to be able to say well is he a I'm trying to think of a, um, oh, what was his name from Offaly wasn't it Offaly forward that was just a, McNamee McNamee is he a McNamee you know that, that that is consistently a class class forward regardless of the level that the team is performing at he's always there or or is he you know that mm. he was very very good under Mickey Hart I think
1: you're and, a wee bit hasty though crowning Paddy Lynch
0: yeah Maybe, like last week we maybe were debating I,
1: who, who's Kevin's best forward.
0: Yeah, but I, I it's it, now look at it, I'm heavily reliant on stats, so it was when I broke out the, the, the average 4.3 points per game, uh, like in 36 games, that, that's freakish, mm-hmm. I, I, and I would be fairly, con- I'd, well I'd love to check it out, I'd love to check out Mulroy's stats, would he be averaging that across it. Um you know, across his games, so it'll it'll just be interesting to see. But yeah, I think we'll pick, let's pick a random game. I, I'm not sure what he's scoring. Let's
1: pick a random game that that he played. So they they played like they beat Westmead last year in the in the Leinster quarter final, and it was his goal. And albeit it was a penalty, but it was his goal that, that brought them in, back into it. Westmead were winning by eight points at half time on that occasion. Mul- Mulroy finished with one four. Okay, goal penalty three frees of forty five. Okay. That's more than Paddy Lynch's average.
0: Okay. Well, we'll we'll just bring up one more game because they played Limerick same year. Uh, Will Rice finished with eight points. Okay. okay. So okay. I would be sure that he's got a he's got a similar average. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe I am being a bit harsh. And and again it's not it. yeah. It probably it probably sounds like I'm coming across harsh. I I I I think there's there's probably no different than Paddy Lynch than maybe there is still question marks. Um but how many forwards are out there that there aren't question marks about? Like it's amazing. I've heard the conversation around Shane Walsh and people are saying, Oh no, look at you know he's not he's not in that top bracket. And I named the top bracket there and I didn't put him into it. But you know, he is a class class forward. Like it's so there's very few forwards that don't get the question marks after him, I suppose. That's it, yeah. Like but the funny
1: thing though is like I would struggle to name very many loud players outside of Samuel Roy. And that's not the case. I know Cavan haven't played them much lately, but f- from watching football generally, that's not the case with a lot of other teams who are trying to make a breakthrough. Even you take um, Sligo, like they had your man Carabine, they had Spillan, they had Niall Murphy. Obviously, he was the the box office name. You'd know, you'd always know a few players from from mm-hmm. different teams. Whereas Loud, it seems to Mulroy seems to really. Like be the public face of that team. He's the yeah. one that. Plus, he was captain. He was top scorer. Probably the best player. You know. So yes, there's a reason why we're t- we're discussing him in depth here. But I'm looking forward to seeing him in action now at the weekend. And the interesting thing is who who are Kevin going to put on him? Yeah. Dan Dan, who is a very shrewd judge, he mentioned Carolyn as possibly picking up Moray. No, don't see it. No. See, he 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 covers an awful lot of ground. He'd go back to the to his own back line and so on. So. I don't think Kavanaugh's going to put Gunnar on him. Maybe McLaughlin.
0: Yeah, I think McLaughlin could be the right one. But then physically, I'd say Mulroy looks—he looks a big man. Like I think he is physically a very strong unit. So, um, but I, I think McLaughlin could be the right matchup. I think. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to know. I, again, when you on, until you. Till you actually see the grounds, I think that could have a huge effect on the two. Like how how soft is the grounds in, in RD? Do you want somebody that 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 can stand up, has the physical strength to stand up with them, or is it becoming about athleticism and pace? Um, I think it'll be it'll be interesting just to see who who do you go with them. I wouldn't be surprised was Gunner. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Gunner at all actually because he still is. As you said, he's still probably their main attacking threat. So, you know, with that, you have to probably look at Gunnar in that scenario.
1: Yeah, I just think maybe they would want him back uh, playing as close to his own goals as he can, Gunnar, because like you were making the point the last day that Cavan were a little bit dodgy in the period that he was gone off, for example, with that goal chance. So it's going to be interesting to see. Are, are we predicting any changes in the Cavan team? Obviously, injuries... Or an unknown quantity. I have a feeling mcveigh mightn't be fit.
0: Yeah, a lot of talk. Yeah,
1: um, coming out of the game, the injuries that w- that happened last weekend. I'd say James Smith will be okay. Going by Raymond's tone and talking about him.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. I I can't imagine huge changes. Um, the only thing being, like Conor Hill was excellent. He he probably deserves a start, but but who did you come in instead of because. O'Connell Park Faulkner Niall Carlin yeah, Jason I, I don't think
1: there's a place for him in that backline at the moment they're all they're all playing fairly well Faulkner is undroppable there's a few lads there that Niall are undroppable Carlin's undroppable yeah,
0: yeah. Ossian Cairnan's undroppable um, is he at the minute already oh yeah, I think so yeah I think so yeah
1: I think he's definitely doing well um, Jason yeah they're, they're, I, I, I think he and Madden is is uh, <laughs> Like like he's a, key. And Madden, I think at full, even at Cavanaugh full strength, he starts. Yeah,
0: I think though I think they'll manage that a little bit more even still. I'd say you, you could see key and Madden maybe being introduced before half time because like the Hall is a, a guaranteed starter. James Smith probably goes into midfield, if not Ryan Donahue gets in with Killian Clark. Killian Clark's a guaranteed starter there. Um I think Jerry Smith on the forty, it worked so well. There's no way they're changing that now. Um Ryan Donahue I think Ryan has a bit to come <clears throat> to, to, to cement down a place there. He he's he's probably looking over his shoulder a little bit at the minute. Um I
1: say Ryan O'Neill possibly as well. Like if there's if there's a couple of jerseys that might be up for grabs, it's no reflection on those lads. But they you've a lot of undroppables, we call them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ryan Donahue, Ryan O'Neill maybe someone's going to come into contention for a battle for a jersey with them. You
0: well, see, you have Oshie Brady, you have Key and Madden that are going to come in there. Conor Rehill maybe as a half forward to come in. Creaving O'Reilly, I think, has done enough to hold on to the starting spot there, corner forward. Can you play Paddy Lynch, Oshie and Brady and Creaving O'Reilly in that full forward line?
1: <clears throat> yeah, that's a good question there. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Oshie will come in for Creaving. Like, like, do you know for for the final two quarters of the match? Like, I don't think he lit it up. Yeah. No, he got to, he
0: the two points earlier, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, he, he did. I'm just thinking, what time, what stage was he taken off at? Um. So he, because he he did come. Who came on for him? He lasted most of the game. Tiernan Madden came on for him. Wasn't was it? it okay? Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. You've Cormac O'Reilly there. I don't think he's going to come in for a start. So we're, I'd I'd safely say the two players that are likeliest to start are Rushing Brady and Kiel Madden. will definitely boosted his chances yeah. but I just don't see a slot from him at the moment. But I Unless he
0: was into midfield and James Smith isn't fit to go.
1: I th- I think Raymond Galligan likes uh, as much height as he can get
0: at midfield. You can't blame him at this yeah. point because we, we, we probably lack a little bit. Hmm. Is Jack, Jack McKenna's not on the panel anymore. No, no. Oh. But Enda Maguire I think it didn't. Uh, Ray mentioned his back training now, and and, and she'll be making her turn. So there's a midfielder. Um, Is Conor Brady anywhere there for? Uh, he was. He said a couple of weeks ago that that he was back training in a week or two. So he probably has a bit to go. yeah it's another two or three weeks, probably. Um, I'd imagine. But again, you just don't know. You know, some lads recover. Come back training and are at match fitness within a week. You know, so some lads are that good at it, some it takes a longer time. So, um, this is the game for the draw, surely, isn't it? Like, I wasn't far off last week. You haven't been far, far off <laughs> in any of them, I suppose. There's you You could have been very close in the Donegal game to the draw yeah, as well. No, I didn't so.
1: call the draw against Donegal, but I did call the draw last week and I, I would thought, you take a draw? Yeah. I take a draw too. Yeah, I take a draw in this game, but I take it in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, if I was being offered that right now, I
1: take I take the draw because I'd be, i If we got to draw this again, I'd be certain Calvin would stay up. I think one, you've always had a chance <laughs> of staying up, up in five. As soon as you said that, I got mad. Why
0: are you <laughs> we talking about staying up? We're talking about promotion here.
1: <laughs> true, yeah, true. But I think it's the pessimist in me and the optimist in you. <laughs> yeah. The truth's probably somewhere in between. Realistically, it is. we're yeah. toward th- in the table at the moment and. I say there's a good chance that we we might finish
0: third, um, but now the thing is, <laughs> again you're making me mad. It's a good chance we might finish second or first. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> well, what is the
1: chances actually? We looked that up here because I can get you would, a price. Uh, yeah. We, we're we're third favourites. I can get you a price on that. We're third we're favourites
0: to, to go up. All right.
1: I'm calling it now. I think Cork are going to stay up. When I watched that, when I watched the game, Cork are not terrible.
0: Mm, I don't. No, I, they're not no. terrible.
1: They're, they're playing with no confidence, and. Their shooting is horrendous, but they are on their strength. If they get a couple of lads back, they have a huge game this weekend in Enniskillen Mass or in In, Edirne, in Edirne, sorry. Edirne, yeah. if they win that game, they're going to stay up because they've only got they'll only be a point behind Fermanagh Then and Fermanagh will be looking over their shoulder big time, and I, they also have already played Donegal. and they were they were mad last day. And there's a chance that they could be up at then,
0: but they've killed air at home as well. They'll win like that. that. That that's winnable. That's very winnable. This this that gets in the tree. If
1: Fermanagh on head to head. You know, Armagh the last day we know Armagh put out a weak team in round one. They're likely to do that if they if they think they're already up, they're likely to do that in round seven as well. Yeah.
0: Possibly. Yeah, I I, I don't envisage Armagh being being up at that stage. I can't envisage so the way I see it panning out that I again the optimist in me, regardless I I think Armagh Armagh could beat Donegal this weekend. I, I Well they're I at home against
1: Donegal, so if Armagh like this is, I haven't seen the odds in that game, but I imagine Armagh are probably favourites at home. Um, so that's that has Armagh on eight points. Eight points. Yeah, if it was Dundee. Gold will be on six. They'll be fancy to beat Fermanagh in round five to go to ten. If they beat Calvin, they're promoted after round six, and and they're putting out a B team against Cork. Then,
0: yeah. So it's a big if, if to,
1: it's a big if they have to win three games. But
0: that's it, and and and. Fermanagh in Brewster that's you know that's not a gimme for Armagh either I don't think
1: no Fermanagh have a good record in Brewster to be fair but I, I think Fermanagh are going to be dragged into it uh, they have to go to RD as well like Fermanagh for my money have a tough run in like let's say Fermanagh lose to Cork this weekend
0: yeah they have a very tough run then in they have to, that
1: they have to play Armagh then they have to go to RD and then they have to go to Breffney yeah um they do have to go to Breffney right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm home, looking on Wikipedia and it says Ennis but it isn't Breffney Yeah. Um so I think Fermanagh could easily be dragged into it. whereas Cork, if Cork get the win now they, they get two points. Uh then they have Killaire the next day. That's them on four. They're on four, you'd imagine. Uh then they have to go to Navan. There's something to be had there. Yeah. Like they, there could is. Be, they could be laughing, they could be staying they could be staying up with a game to spare be,
0: yeah, I, I d do, I don't think Armagh are going to be going down to Cork not needing anything. I, I I think they're going to be needing something. I think Donegal could beat them, but even if Donegal don't beat them, if I don't see Armagh going through the whole league without without dropping a game. Yeah,
1: I I I'm not convinced by Armagh either. Like even though like, the, 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 there's just something lacking there. Like I don't know what it is. You were saying like they're, you know, they're clever tactically and so on, but I think they have a few players there, are really good players, but they have a self-destruct button as well. They, they tend to do some stupid things. At, yeah, at the, at
0: the at the wrong time. But yeah, uh, no, I agree. There, there, there is, there's definitely a vulnerability about Arma.
1: Yeah, and and that said, they've only lost three big games on penalties in the last couple of years. Yeah, right? you stick out it long enough you know, you'd imagine that that will torn. Here's the betting actually on Armad Donegal. Well I was right, just about. Armad or Evans, Donegal eleven to ten. Okay. Uh Mead and Kalair, who've you got favourites there? It's in Carlo, is it? Uh Mead are no,
0: Yeah, mead mead are of, first listed. Mead are home, actually. Yeah, Sorry, mead or yeah. home, yeah. I uh, Mead will win that. Yeah. I, I I think although Yeah, although I, I did have a brief conversation with, with Dan Bannon and he thought Mead were very poor. He yeah. thought that they were the worst team they've played. And they won the Taliesin, like. Yeah. That's not go there. Split season the Taliesin. This year.
1: You're talking about last year. This is this year. <laughs> that Taliesin hasn't been played yet. Uh, Loudon and Kevin. And then Fermanagh are 7-4 to four at home to Cork. Now, I'd have, I'm would have. i after saying I, I'd fancy Cork, but you'd have to back Fermanagh at 7-4 at home. Yeah. For the value. Absolutely. What What are they basing that on? Fermanagh have, have only one defeat. I know it was a heavy one. Cork have three, but yeah. It, look, it's going to be it's going to be interesting the outright betting on, on Division 2 for the crack is this is to win it outright okay so I to lift the cup you'd have I presume it's to lift the cup Donegal are 10 to 11 Armagh 11 to 10 here's a bet for you Damien if you like it Cavan 11 to 1
0: oh yeah that's after that that's at,
1: value nobody else is anywhere Me, they're are 33 to 1 Fermanagh 80 to 1 Loud 125 to 1
0: that's quite dismissive isn't it though it
1: is quite decisive.
0: Yeah Now to lift the cup
1: I don't know I'd love to see what the what. The, oh sorry there, are, there is betting here To be promoted This will tell you now
0: So Armagh Our favourite To don't, be don't promoted promote
1: 14 to 1 on Armagh 8 to 1 on Cavanagh 7 to 2 To get promoted
0: Cavanagh 7 to 2 Yeah What's after that
1: Mead 11 to 1 from minus okay. twenty to one, I wouldn't so, touch so, any so, of that. So,
0: so basically, the bookies are saying there's three teams that could get it, with an outside chance being Cavan. Yeah, that's what they're saying, really. It's,
1: and even seven to two is, it's, it's quite, it's quite short. That like, yeah, but yeah. you know, who are you opposing there? The Donegal and Armagh. Who am I? Going? I actually think, uh, I actually think, from what I saw against Donegal I was disappointed with them that evening. Yeah, but it, maybe, that, maybe that's because the Cavan were good.
0: That's the 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 point of view I'm taking. anyway. Yeah. I I I definitely think and and Calvin weren't great. Like they still, there's a lot of room for improvement on that Cavan team from Donegal. In fact, I think there, there there will be significant improvement in different things. Like Ocean oh, Brady didn't play that day against uh, against Donegal, who I I think is a guaranteed starter for me. Key and Madden didn't play. I think is a guaranteed starter for me. Um, hmm. Who else? There was somebody else that didn't play that That's come back. Did James Smith play that day against Donegal. Gall? Where's my programmes? Um, I actually think
1: the draw has been has been hard enough on Cavan too. Like having to go away the first day again, having Armagh away, um, I think it's having to go to RD. Hmm. The, the, the draw has actually worked out better for for uh, Donegal, I would say. Um, yeah, it was night, they got Cork at home the first day. Like, but uh, to be fair, at the time people were talking about Cork as one of the stronger teams yeah yeah
0: yeah without any real great evidence um, right
1: give us the call I'm going for the draw again and I'm mm-hmm. going for the James Smith goal again oh, Jesus <laughs>
0: Christ I don't know even if he's not playing what's the definition of stupidity can, can you look that up on Wikipedia though? <laughs> bring it to my Twitter page is it repeating the same thing and expecting different results I think, that's, I think that's insanity. Oh, that's insanity. Yeah,
1: the stupidity is going on with the split season like it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going for the draw in 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 this game. I, I honestly think it's overdue. It's 41 games or something since since we've drawn a game in the league. Uh, is it that long? Yeah, 2018. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you had a shortened league in 2021 um, including finals and playoffs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, I think there's every chance because I think I find it very hard to split them uh, the actual betting on the game is Calvin Calvin 13 days Calvin four to six later 13 days they're in it cut Jesus very slightly from six to
0: four. I think the bookies have it wrong. I I I or I don't, sorry they've
1: drifted slightly from six to
0: four. Yeah. I don't I don't like doing it. I I really hate doing it. But I actually think I'm going to join you on the draw. I I I find it very hard to to split this one as well. I think it's going to be so close. I think that. There, there might be a shock to the system for Cavan here in terms of the surroundings, the pitch, the physicality. And I think I I think I mentioned it earlier on in the week, I think the reason Cork were so physical with Cavan is because Loud were so physical with Cork. And I think the physicality is going to be there. Now, there's, there's two things could play into that. One, Cavan are now used to the physicality and therefore can, can can, push the boundary a little bit further and be, be more comfortable dealing with it. Or two, Kavan are still physically sore and beaten up from that, that court game and therefore when Loud come in and compound the the pain that's there, it, it, it could have a negative effect. So, um we won't know that until we actually get into it. But I think that's that if you're handing me a draw now, I take it. I think if we if we get away with a win, I think this is a big Big, big result. I think mm. this is bigger than any of the wins so far. If we can get away with a win here, yeah,
1: I agree. Well, that's why I thought all along this this was the game. It was the mid mid You know, a win would would be bam for the swords. No matter what had happened in the first three games, um, a loss could undo a lot of the good work in the first three games as well. That's what that was my thinking of it. Mm. You know, you still have it, this result is huge because essentially from here you have a four game campaign now, and. Whatever happens this weekend, everything is still possible. Yeah, everything's still possible. is yeah. possible. Yeah. Promotion is possible. winning the cup is possible. So I, I, I think it's a huge game, and I think it's going to be nothing in it. And it could have a, it could be a defining game for the for the league and and even further for the season. Yeah, it could, it could be.
0: be. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It it becomes defining, In in in, in a way now. Sorry, it probably actually becomes less defining because we've two wins under the belt than if we had have lost the first two or first three games. It would be less defining because you go and win this or lose this. It doesn't really have a massive swing either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd, I, I don't know. I Yeah, I think the next game is always the most important game. And, and that's, that's the reality will always be um, unless you get to a stage where you're already promoted and you have a game to spare but well, I think that this is the most important game of the year again
1: we rarely Calvin as a, t- as a county rarely string together uh, long sequences of wins like yeah it, like, I was
0: actually just looking even, even even through home or away sides of it like so as in at home our record over the last nine games lost to Donegal lost to Fermanagh this is just league games Uh win against we have four wins in a row down Longford Tipperary Waterford lost to Tipperary and then Carlo Wexford wins then on, on the road it's Cork win Kildare win Antrim loss Offaly win we actually have five in a row Offaly Westmead London Sligo Leitrim but again, that comes with the health warning of Division 3 slash Division 4. Yeah. And then a Fermanagh loss on the road to to, to bookend it. So, Well, I, like, d- I
1: can only remember three occasions in the last 20 odd years that we've won five league games in a row. We won five in a row. 2016. B- 2016. Before that, it was the Waterford debacle. Um, we'd won yeah. five in a row going into that. So that was 2005, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's 2016. And then in Division 3 last year, Kevin won the first five games. But didn't even do it in Division 4. Am I right in saying that?
0: Yeah, yeah I lost
1: Tipperary in the middle of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, what what actually would be interesting too, though, is how often do we put losses back to back? It doesn't happen that often either.
1: Happened last year in the league, uh, the final two games. Yeah. But the fairest they were dead robbers, essentially. Yeah. Um, the year before that,
0: there wasn't back to back losses. No we, were, no, we we went through division three. four. The year before that was division. Tree three on the way down We probably had Back to back losses We L- Longford
1: Oh sorry Fermanagh Oh sorry The year before that Was that shortened league
0: Yeah Fermanagh We, we lost to Fermanagh Beat league. Longford And lost to Derry Yeah and then lost To, to playoff And then
1: lost the playoff yeah. yeah 2020 we sure we, we lost those last two games After Covid in 2020 But funnily enough We had actually You're right Because we had won the for, Lost the first day Won three in a row And then lost to Clare In 2020 That's So right. yeah The consistency With Cavan is just not there You just don't, never know What you're going to
0: get It's part of the fun yeah, well, look at—we only have one win in a row, so surely <laughs> we're we're, we're, due, we're due this one as a win, hopefully. Um, okay, well, last uh, last comment, Damon. Who
1: was I'm going to hit you with this one? Who was the last Cavan player in league or championship to score a goal?
0: Oh, damn you!
1: I'll give you a clue, i including including the the second <coughs> the second yeah. attaching Cup as championship. In against or Better judgment.
0: Championship. Um, I fec- Now you have me on the spot. I have to. Which we haven't got a, ge- a goal in the league this year. We didn't get one against Down, I don't think, last year in the Touching Cup. No. Uh, did we get one against Leash in, in Longford?
1: He gets awfully in Longford. Yeah. Bran- Brandon Boyle got two goals that day. That's right. Yeah. He was the last player, cabin player to get a goal. So Now, it hasn't been that many games in the League of Championship. It's yeah. only been like five. But still, yeah, we're on it. Uh, goalless streak now. So you'd like to see a goal or two this again, it'd be
0: great. That's true. That's true. Okay. Prediction is for James Smith to get a goal <laughs> <laughs> to be a draw. I tell you, I'll i i go with in the photo. If James Smith gets a goal, we don't draw the game, we win it. If anyone gets a goal, I'd be happy. I, yeah, damn right. Okay, folks, that's all we've time for on the MacFi Supervisor GA podcast. Don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are calving to listen into the diehards podcasts. We had the uh, match day diary from Cork, a little bit um of a artistic license on that one so there was the, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, in-depth football knowledge but there was there was the post-match interview with Raymond Galligan we also had our talking points and Paul's talking points or Paul's points um, podcasts where we look back over the, the Cork game with your views and with Paul's views and then we had the ladies podcast where Aideen Coyle went through the wonderful victory for the Cavan ladies over Westmead in the in the Little Ladies National Football League uh, defeat for the Camogues in Mead and there was a win for the Cavan Miners against Armagh. so plenty of action and plenty of uh, stuff to listen to over on the Die Hard podcast over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan Paul thanks for your time thanks Demo